I just want to say to you that it is a privilege to be here. It is, uh, and even just to be here, even on your, your last uh, um, time here uh, for the summer, you know, and also being the first guest speaker, uh, since, since, you know, it, it's, a, it's an honor, it's a privilege, and even as we, you may not know us, but we feel in some of the, in some sense that we've gotten your heart by connecting with uh, Matt and Tanya, uh, and also I, I remember seeing you at uh, different, and, and by functions and different things, but this morning as we come, as I come, I want you to know that I, I come to serve, because I believe that God has a word for today, right now, because you know why, because there's been a whole lot of words spoken, there's been a whole lot of things that have come against us, that have come against, that. have you, have, has it ever, have you ever felt like it felt, that has felt like your life was being sucked from you, yeah. huh? That there's been such an in intensity in this last season that I don't think, you, you, if I ask most people and they say okay or they're fine, I think the word fine and okay has been redefined. Because before it's like, I'm fine, I'm doing, things are going well, and you know what, and today I'm not even being funny. But when I ask people how they're doing and they say fine, as I dig deeper, they say, you know, I'm, I'm not as suicidal as I was last year last week you know I, I, I'm not I, I'm not struggling as I'm not in crisis as bad as it was but the crisis has increased I don't know I, I this this world that we live in has gone crazy yeah. and you know and I love even that 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 a song at the end that kept on going something has to break something has that's a prophetic statement that's the cry of our hearts isn't it that this that life cannot continue the way it has been going. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. See, it's it's really humbling to, to kind of be here, even just to. It, and also, I feel so much older when he said he was fifteen. <laughs> I might have been sixty. I don't know. So yes. Well, that makes a big difference. Yes, um, and so now I'm. Uh, yeah. So I'm. I'll be fifty-two this year. And I'm very thankful I be, been, will be married for uh, 24 years this year with my beautiful wife, Dinah Lee, and my two yeah. kids. And um, I tell you what, it's been very, very interesting. But today, as I come, to, come here, I believe there's a word for you today. And in fact, there's two words. It's come alive. Cool. Come alive. Yeah. No, uh, if, you, if you know what, we're, we're usually... For the most part, we're traveling, ministering, going different places, and just uh, following what God has called us to do. Ours one motivational media we, to ignite passion, unlock potential, unleash creativity, and inspire purpose. Our heart and our our drive and our and just the, our passion is to help people find their purpose so they can fulfill their destiny. So in essence, we don't come places so that you can see what we do. We come places so that we can encourage and inspire you to do what God's put on you to do. Because there is creativity that has been suppressed over this time. There's been callings, there's been uh, desires, there's been plans that have been just squelched during this time. And there's been, it's, I, I tell you what, as, I, as we walk through this time, I'm just, no, I just know that there needs to be a resurrection of that which has died. Come on. 
Come on, I, I just want to say to you, I, I see you beautiful, beautiful, beautiful uh, um, gray-haired saints. And I say that respectfully to you because I know that in this time that there, your prayers have dug, had to d- dig deeper. Because you know that there's so much time that you have left, but you also know there's something that's percolating on the inside, and it's, and, and it's fighting against something. It's, it, it's, it's, it's fighting against something saying, like, uh, is, is life expired for me? Do, do I have anything else, else left to give? Is, are those dreams that I've had, are those prayers that I've prayed, are they, are, are, are they over? Is, is something done? And I just hear the Lord say, he's not even close to finished doing what he has already placed in your heart, the dreams and the purpose. They may live on in a different way, but God is, and I hear the Lord say, keep praying, keep pushing, don't give up, because the best is yet to come in the midst of this crisis. It's, you know, when I say this, when I say these things, I know that these are crazy times. These are dangerous times. These are difficult times. Yet in my heart, I feel God stirring. I feel something significant percolating. And I believe that these are exciting times. These are ripe for the move of God amongst his people. And the things that have gone dormant, I believe that God is saying, come alive! See, I speak that not to hype you up. Not, I, I speak that I, that I hope that it goes beyond the defense mechanism of your minds and your cynicism. To actually believe that that which God has started, that which God has already placed the seeds in, that he is still committed to seeing you through. And so I speak to you, and I, I also say this to you. I see a spirit of death that has, that has been unleashed on this society, on beliefs, on the people of God, and beliefs on this earth like never before. I see, I see, I see it's wanting to kill the dreams. It's wanting to kill the, the hope. But I just thank God that it says in his word that when the enemy comes in like a, like, comes in like a flood, he raises up a standard against it. Yeah. I thank you that in his word it says this, the, the, the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. But Jesus has come to do what? To give just a little bit of life. To just give a little bit of sustenance. To give us life and life abundantly. And so as I say come alive, I'm speaking to those things, uh, to the realities that have become just tolerant of our presence, present situation and our present dark that's become tolerant and just used to the, the heaviness, used to the hardness. I was speaking to one of my friends uh, yesterday. He says, he's saying that it feels like over the last few, it feels like we've been just slugging through mud. Right. It's, it's, it feels like we've, we want to run, but it feels like there's such a headwind that we don't even know. It doesn't even feel like we're making progress. Anybody know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I want you to know this, that, in the, that even though these are dangerous times, even though these, those, these are difficult times, these are the times that we are in. These are the times that God has. I, I, it's crazy. To, 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 if, if you really think about it, the things that we were afraid of 50 years ago, that we were just go, that all this stuff was going to happen, you know, the, with the world, with, the, uh, with uh, society, with, with, with all these different things converging on this time, we we feared that. We thought, man, we got to be ready for 1998, that when, when 1988, when Jesus comes. Right. Do you remember that? 
and then they wrote another book, 88 Reasons Why Jesus uh, Is Going to Come in 1988. The The next year they wrote another book, 1989, 89 Reasons. It's because he didn't come in 1988. But there's so much stuff that we were uh, that that we were told that we were said was going to happen that we braced for. And I I don't think any of us really braced for what's happened during this time. That we weren't ready for it. That it it it, and in this time, I believe that it it seems that um, as we uh, as the things have been thrown at us, there's been things that God's been doing that couldn't have been done any other way. See, for the past few months, I had this song going through my spirit. And it's, I got a river of life flowing out of me. Makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. Opens prison doors, set the captives free. I got a river of life flowing out of me. Spring up, O well, within my soul. Spring up, O well, within my soul. Spring up, O well, within my soul. And I just hear the Lord say that's what he's doing. He's calling on he's calling on the wells that seem to have been capped. He's uncapping them. He's opened up the doors that seem to be closed tight. They're they're coming open. I I don't know about you, it's not uh 2000 uh, 2022, almost 50 years after the Roe versus Wade thing happened. I, I didn't know. I, I just want to tell you that I didn't. I, in my lifetime, I thought it was a done deal. I didn't think that it was ever going to be overturned. And in the midst of just the, the most liberal or the most cra- uh, crazy regimes that are in, this gets toppled. What did that, we know that what it tells me? It tells me that God's been moving even when we didn't see him moving. Right. It tells me that there was things that were his, that things were being marched forward without us even knowing because we don't see it, we don't hear it, but it's happening. Did you know that 16 million Muslims came to the Lord over this last year? Huh? In the most, and just in the societies and places where it's not even allowed to be a, you're not even allowed to be a Christian. God's moving. And so a couple of weeks ago, and you know, I talk about this, the river of life that's flowing out in us. How many, I know that if I have it, you have it. But you know, you, we used to travel so much and do different things and minister in different places and countries and different things. And it just was, it was felt like just the flow that was in us was able to be released wherever we went. And then over three years ago, two and a half years ago, everything stopped. And that r- river that was flowing had wanted us place to go, but it was restricted. We couldn't travel to the U.S. We couldn't travel to different parts of the world, but yet that river kept on flowing, and it began, started to leak out. Because just because we're stopped from doing one thing doesn't mean that we're stopped from doing the thing that God has for us to do in the time where we're at, no matter what the circumstance. So over this last few, you know what, what's happened? <laughs> We've seen, uh, my wife and I, we started walking around our, our community. We started, uh, we started um, trading the pulpit for miles and miles of pavement. And we've seen people come to Jesus, whole family came to Jesus. The first the mom, then the daughter, then the son, and then the dad came together. And we're still in relationship with them. And they are still growing 
and it just it, it's just that 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 river still is flowing yeah. and even this last week I was at a um a couple of weeks ago I was uh, registering my vehicle and I went to this insurance place and this place <laughs> And is this lady, well, I believe she was in her 60s, and as I came in there, you could see that she had a hard life and that she was dealing with a lot of stuff. And as, But I saw her talk to her clients, talk to her people, talk to her, her, her um, colleagues, and I just saw a, a heart. And so as she helped me, I'd be, I just stopped. I said, you know what? You have, I just see you have a big heart that, God, that God's given you, but it's been hurt. It's been bruised and different things. But I want you to know that God loves you and that God has a purpose. And right there, she just, she just, just kind of just uh, exploded. I mean, like all of a sudden, she stopped and went, thank you. And as we talked, I got to pray with her. I got to do different things, say different things to her. And she said this to me, you know what? My faith, I almost lost my faith, but today is restored. And I say that to say this. It's not about the river of life flowing out and doing all the things all over the world. It's the river of life that's in us flowing in our world. Because just as much as people need it wherever we go, people need it here in our lives. My family needs it. My, yeah. uh, my, my friends need it. And I find out in this time that the river of life has broken out in different ways than it was before. And so today, as the time of dying ends and the time of living begins, to some it makes no sense, but here's the evidence. Everything that could have happened has happened and you survived. You've been barren without and struggling and now it's time to thrive. It's hard to start living when you've been living dead. It's time to adjust your thinking, get things right in your head. It's like you've been on life support, just waiting in the flat line. You felt your eyes closing, but that was only nap time. You came close to losing faith, but you're only, you never crossed that line and you only dreamed this day would come. Well, now is that time. I know you've been burnt and you just see ash and remains. Out of death comes life before joy. There's pain. I know you've been in drought, but here comes the rain because hope is being restored to your life again. You ask where and when? Well, here is where and now is when the time of dying ends and the time of living begins. Yeah. Now. Yeah. <sighs> and I want to say this. It's, it's like you, you see it all throughout Scripture. Like we, even when the Israelites were in slavery and they cried out to God, it took a, took a while, but God used Moses to deliver them. Right. And then you see, you see it in, with Joseph. You see it with David. You see it with the prophets. That The different times where it, all hell is breaking loose and the enemies of God are surrounding them, but yet the people called out to him. And God answered their prayer and he moved. And we are so, aren't we so fickle? Aren't we so, we, we, it's funny that we don't necessarily learn from our mistakes. We just keep doing them over and over again. But the mercy of God is incredible. And I don't know about you. I'm just speaking, and today I just feel I just need to just kind of just speak some things because there's the mercy of God is incredible. And do you understand that even, I don't know, if, if you're going through this last season, how many times have I had to call on God? How many times I have, had, have I had to ask God to forgive me for my hardened heart? How many times I had to cry out to him for just compassion? How many times have I, I'm telling you that even as we, uh, we sit here, as we, we walk here, as we connect with you, there is so much pain that has, that's represented here. And I have to say it because 
in the past through two or three years, we have, it's been hard, devastating, and tragic in, in some ways, but it's also been very telling. It has revealed the best and the worst in our lives. It has revealed the cracks in our foundations, in our character, in our faith. Everything isn't as we want them to appear. In our homes, in our churches, in our individuals, lies. We have been at points content with the form of godliness, but we've lacked the power. And I want to say this to you, that in order to come alive, Something's had to die, or something's still have to die. In John 12, 24 to 26, Jesus, this is when Jesus um, predicts, is predicting his, his, uh, his death. He said, now, the, the, now it, the time has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory. Isn't that funny that he would preface the prediction of his death? By saying that it's time for the Son of God, the Son of Man, to enter into his glory. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted into the soil and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. And Jesus is talking about himself, that he had to die so that we may live. And, and, and I love the, the analogy that he, he uses with a, as a kernel of wheat that, that needs to be planted and dies. Today, even as we, I'm telling you, I just believe that even as we walk through this time, there's a lot of flesh that has risen up during this time. There's a lot of opinions that have risen up during this time. There's a lot of self-righteousness that has risen up during this time. There's a lot of self-centeredness, self-preservation, self-reliance that has risen up in this time. There's a lot of bitterness that has risen up in this time that doesn't want to die. But Jesus said that, tell you the truth, unless a, a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil, it dies. It remains alone, but it is death will produce many new kernels of life. And in our lives today, I don't know what it is, but I know that there's some people here, there's some things that are going on where things are, there's things that are, that has hardened your heart. And it's hard, it's hard to let it go. But today I believe that God is wanting to, he's doing surgery. But it's in the act of our will and our yielding to him that we will be able to dispense with the niceties. And, and uh, th that we would uh, not just come under this, uh, this cover of performance and just knowing what to do, all the right things to do, and actually do it. So in this time, I believe that there's some things that need to die. And some things already have started dying. Anybody felt like things were dying? <laughs> that things, <laughs> things, God targeted things in you that, that, was not, that was not even on the radar before? Uh, one of those things is facades. We need to die. We will need to, uh, will need to die because it, 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 it keeps us from actually allowing God to do his work in our life. Wow, the fact is many of us aren't fine. We're not okay. We are broken. 
and we need a touch from him more now more than ever. That's the facts. And so even as, even as I speak, I know it's coming against the, a hard crustiness that just says, leave me alone. I've done my life. I've been on fire. I got the t-shirt. Leave me be. No. There's some things that, need to, that, that God has been targeting in the church because we have been ineffective in reaching the world because we've been caught up in our culture. And trying to have status within our culture where when the world doesn't even care about the status. They care about the heart that God's given us to be released. So we, so we have our facade amongst each other, patting each other on the back. Well, you know what? There is something that God is targeting. And he's saying there is some things that I've been dealing with. And there's some pride and different things that need to come down and that so that the facades will come down so that you can be authentic. See, there's, I, I, there's a thing, there's people, there's, I, I, there's a few people here that I just feel, I just felt the Lord say that, that you've been trying to hold it together with everything that you got. And even that's not enough. It's crumbling, but you have been so stubborn to actually ask for help. It's so stubborn that you feel like I need to do it on my own. I can't let, let people know. Today, God is speaking to you. It's time to open up. Let the facades down. Let people know. Let, be a, let, let the light in so that the darkness does not consume you. Yeah. Number two is, is religion. The religious works the dead religious works need to die so that we can so instead of going through the motions and doing the right things just to do them at some point we need to concentrate on what it means to be the church as opposed to just going to church i believe in this season i love matt and tanya i know you probably know them longer you probably love them more (laughs) but even the transition of all that's gone on Man, God has, God has brought a new vision, new hope, new direction in a, in a way that was so prophetic that you couldn't make it up. That, they, that, they, that even as uh, they, the transition happened, but there was, a, there was a lot of different things, that, different headwinds that, that you've had to walk through. But yet God has decided to give you a, a, a couple that's on fire for the Lord, but not only that, they have vision for the community. They have vision for, uh, for, for uh, the lost and broken people. Not that no, the uh, other pastors didn't, but there's something where God has transitioned. There's something that, that, that in that things have had to fall away. Anything in church, the, has there been anything in church that's different now than it was before COVID? Yeah. Anything? Everything. Huh? <laughs> what would you say? Everything. Everything. <laughs> is, there, is there certain things that if this had not happened that you would not be where you're at right now, even in your faith. Right. So that some things needed to happen. And so I believe that God, that religion and the dead religious works has had a target on it for some time, but today, but in, during this time, it got hit so hard because we realized religion can't save us. Going through the motions is, is, is worthless. We need, a, we need something real. We need it right. Yeah. 
And so the last thing that needs to die, I believe, is the fear of man. Because it brings a snare. And that the, the fear of man has caused us to, uh, to bow to culture. That we have a fear of being rejected and labeled. Our fear, and our, this culture has kept us from speaking up, from standing up. Where we have to hide our, where we have been content to hide our light under a bushel instead of rep, rep Christ boldly. Right. I believe that the fear of man, God is targeting the fear of man, it needs to die so that we may live. Galatians 2.19 says, says, for through the law I died to the law, so that I might live to God. Verse 20 says, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. So, so do not set aside the grace of God. For if righteousness comes through the law, Christ died for nothing. Our righteousness is not done, it does not come by what we do, it's come by what Jesus did. And the fear, and so the fear of man brings us near, but the, but the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And I just pray today that God would give you a spirit of boldness, of life, to work, to able to come out of this. Because I tell you what, there's things that God has put in you that he wants to come alive. And there's nothing more that would stop us from, our fi- from moving forward than our fear of saying what God has called us to say or do what God has called us to do. Number two, in order to come alive, some battles need to be won. It's in uh, Romans 12, 1, it says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. In verse 2, it says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is in his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And in Romans 3, 12, 3, it says, for the, by, by the grace given me, I say to everyone, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in according with the faith God has distributed to you. I believe that the battles that need to be won and in this time is in our minds. Because right. as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Yeah. As we, if we think we can't, we won't. If we think that it won't happen, it probably won't. But, but if we know that we put our faith in Christ and also his word and our mind is conformed to that, then we have a, a conduit of faith to work with. And I said in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 to 5, it says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And I believe that the battles that need to be won in our mind, in our culture, that the enemy and this culture knows it, knows it by, knows it uh, down pat. If I can get it into their mind, if I can get it into their heart, if I can get them obsessing on things, their beliefs will change, their convictions will change, they will be turned in, they would turn, be, be radicalized by this radical agenda, and it will cause us to be a work against Christ, and, that, and you see it in the civil war that's in the body of Christ today. And so what is it that we feed ourselves on? What are we, what are we taking in? What are the, what our main source of, uh, of influence on our lives? And so, like I said before, let's take down the facades and be real. 
And so some of the, some of the things that I believe that God is targeting is the, the words I can't. I can't do that. When God said that you can. There's some, I'm just saying this. There's, there's different ones here that, you, that, that God is calling you still, even at different ages, still to the mission field. Wow. Or still to, to step out in ministry and in different ways. And, the, and it comes, the headwinds just come at you and go, I can't, I can't, I can't. And God says, uh-uh, don't you. In fact, I, I, I used to be a rapper. I do poetry now and different things. But in 19, uh, 2002, I stopped it because I'm like, how old? Am I gonna be? Keep on doing this. And in 2010, after one of the craziest and hardest times in my life, I started getting lyrics again. And I'm like, what are you a funny Lord? This is not what I'm thinking. But they kept on coming. Like, hey, 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 these, and I'm like, nah. And the Lord said this to me: How dare you kill? because you think you're done, kill what I've given you because you think you're done when I'm the one that given to give it to you and I'm good saying word. that I'm bringing life to it. Yeah, that's good word. Yeah. And I tell you this, and then something happened. It's, I, as I need a reaction to the question I'm asking, do you have passion or are you just passing away? Come on, let's be real. Are you content to feel? Because to succeed, there's a price to pay. See, I'm fully aware that I'm confronting some fears, but I care. So please hear what I say. I don't know what happened or who stole your passion, but something needs to change today because you were not fashioned just to create and imagine, but to find and live your purpose and be passionate. This world is disarming without warning. You find yourself conforming to the status quo. And for those that don't know and go along with the show, they never reach their dreams because they always reaching low but not so I I reach for the sky I set my standards high because God's got to do something before I die I got so much vision I have to start casting it I got goals and dreams because I'm passionate I feel like I'm on fire with the burning desire that blows up from the muck and the mire and reach higher and even when I fall and yes, I will fall, but with a deep inner cry, I'll rise, even with blood in my eyes. Nothing will stop me from the pursuit of my prize. I got so much passion, and I don't have to ration it, and I won't apologize for being passionate. I'm just telling you that there's something that tells you that, that God's put in you, that means that if he put it in you, that, that desire, that passion, that thing that, that wakes you up or not. You, anybody have annoying thoughts of what he's put in your heart to do that keeps you up at night? Sure. That God, God's saying, I'm, I'm blowing on that. The embers may have felt to be dead, but I'm blowing on it. Right. And so I felt, even as I was preparing, I felt Lord said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to ignite some things. I want you to stoke the flame, blow on the embers, and I also want you to fan it. And so that, for some of you, I'm going to be very annoying today. Because God is not done with you. And I'm speaking prophetically over some of you. There's, there's different ones here that the prophetic gift in you has, has died down and, you, and you're like good with it. Because then I don't have to deal with the other stuff with it. And Lord said, no, the word that I put in you is not for you. It's for those that I've called that you to reach and you are needed. There's different ones of you that have the, 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 the gift of song and songwriting that, has, that you have put a cap on. Wow. 
And you said, no more, no more, no more, no more. But yet those songs still come on. And you, the thing about it is we mistake what those things are for. We think it's for the pulpit or for the platform. No, they're for the Savior, and they're for, to be used to the ones that he wants you to reuse it to. I tell you what, the, 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 the pieces that I do, I've done many times around, around the, uh, the world in different places, and it's been awesome. But the greatest times is when I do it one-on-one -on -one with people, and I see them healed saved, right. delivered by the power of his word. And I know that I'm not slick enough to put that together. That's his gift. Good. But my gift to him is to use that gift so that he can, so he can leverage it for his glory. So today, yeah. so today, I'm just saying, uh, today I'm just saying to you, the Lord is blowing on some things. Right on. But also the truth of the word has to break the lies of culture and the lies of cynicism, and the lies of our past that tells us that we can't when Jesus is saying, I can't. Right. Another one that needs to be broken, it will. It's just like, uh, what's possible and not possible. Hmm. Did you think that uh, the overturn of reverse word was, would be possible in this current climate? Did it just rock your world? And it's just like, oh my goodness, it's so surreal. I can't believe. Now, will will uh, abortions end? No. Not, will, will there be uh, uh, backlash? Yes. But the thing that happened, happened. And we can't say anything but glory to God. And so I want to say this to you as well. If in order to come alive, some battles need to be won, but also some things need to be done. This gets personal because, like I said, I already referenced it. There are things that God that have gone dormant, been neglected, or outright pushed away that we know God has put in our hearts to do. And we feel like we're not good enough or gifted enough or we're too broken, but God's gift is, is, but God's gift is calling us out. And he's calling us, and he's saying it's time to repent. Though some of these can be done, so some of these gifts can be done corporately. Man, I'm telling you, God wants, to do, wants us to walk in our measure in the context of, uh, of community. The fun in, 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 in Christ, the fun that happens the, the, of, is, is not just us coming alive, but seeing others come to life. And so... <clears throat> In verse 4 of chapter 12, for just as each of us have one body with many members, and these members, do not have the, these members do not have the same function. So in Christ, we though many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace God's given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy according to your faith. If it is serving, serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's encouraged, give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. And I say this to you, too many times we compare our gifts with one another and we lack the understanding that all the gifts are empowered by the Holy Spirit and it will do what God, do what we can't do in ourselves. I've seen prophecy change somebody's life, but I've also seen a one hug on the streets of Mardi Gras break down the most hardened heart where that individual in a couple of days gave their life to Jesus, was baptized, was filled with the Holy Spirit, and is, and is walking with Jesus even as we speak. One hug. Wow. 
And so we think about teaching. Oh, I, 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 oh, I wish I could be that teacher. But you know what? Hospitality in this time is needing, needed more than teaching. That in amongst even our, the body of Christ is to bring, bring people into our homes and have them come into a safe place where teaching can occur or just mentorship can occur. But really, hospitality has a way of breaking down walls and opening up people to hear the word. So, they, so I, I may prophesy, but and you, you may yeah, uh, cook food. <laughs> Some people get touched way more by food. And I just say this to you, and I say this, is that in the gifts that he's given you, I don't know what it is, because it's not just relegated to those things. It's the, there's a painter here that God is saying to you that for a long time that you need to give away a painting. You need to begin to uh, see that, and you've, you've stopped. You said, no. I'm just saying in Jesus' name, come alive. Yeah. Come alive. Come alive. There's different ones. I know there's, a, there's who, who are the poets in here? Don't even look away from me. But there's poems that you have kept unlocking key. God is saying it's time to come alive. Because as I come, I come alive in you and you, you see it or you say it, it causes things to come alive in other people. Come on. And so this is the deal. I mean, I have so much in me to give. Because you know what? That, that, that river has been restricted. And I believe that I'm not the only one. That, that the river of life that God's put in you, he needs to come out. And you've been frustrated. You've been depressed because you haven't been able to use what God has put in you to use. Huh? Some of you worship. I'm telling you, there's ones of you that put down your guitar of worship that you have not done that in your personal time because you haven't been able to do it on a stage. And God said that that, that worship was not meant for the stage, it was meant for him. And that in the life that you give, that as you worship him and as you adore him, life comes into you and that very life comes out. Whether you're on stage or you are in your bedroom, there's life and life abundantly flows. Come alive! And you, you had this idea, whether it's a business idea, ministry idea, that you have cupped on a lock and key. And during this time, it has come up with a force, and you're still fighting, saying no, no, no. And you know what? Your arms are too short to box with God. Are you, are you willing to take on death? And, and, and refuse to die so that the life of Christ will not come through you. Man, there's unclogging that's need to, needing to happen. And so I'm, I know I'm a little, a little bit late. But I want to say this to you that even we know there's things that we know to do, but the reason, the reason why we haven't done is because we don't have the right attitude. And so the, the, you know, you know this, we need to reach out to the lost. We need to uh, disciple. We need to do all this stuff. All this is do, do, do. And if I do this, then I'll be great. Then I'll do, everything will be okay. Not because we can do the right things with the wrong motives. Right. Creating me a clean heart, oh God. Renew a right spirit in me. 
Cast me not away from your presence. Renew a right spirit in me. And then after, after that, what I love about it, then he says, then will I teach transgressors your ways and sinners will turn back to him. Yeah. It's not about our, our, our performance of what we do. It's like what we allow him to do in our heart, what we allow to die in, in our life so that the things that he has put there can come alive. So uh, uh, Romans 12, 9 says, love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another. Honor one another above yourselves. Never lacking in zeal. Never being lazy, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Your spiritual fervor, your passion, the life of God that, that, this, the, that the flowing in us. He wants us to flow through what we do and who we are. Oh, be joyful, hope in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. And I just, uh, over this week, the Lord just said, brought it down to me. As I, I just, as I was just, I guess, sleeping, coming out of it, he said, Brian, if you pray, I will move. So it's like this. I'm not putting any heavies on you to go and perform. Because we can't do that, because I believe that the, the, by the Spirit of God, as we allow him into our life to mess up our routines, to change the way that we, we have things put together, and to allow him to, and to actually say yes to what he wants to do, that he will, that he will breathe new life into us. I'm just saying this to you. I just, as, uh, from the time I came came in, I just felt the Lord say that he's confirming to you the dreams that are coming up, the things that are percolating, the things that, the things that you will take faith to step into. He's saying that he's putting, he's giving you the time to do it, but not only the time, he's going to give you, he's giving you the strategy, and you've been wondering, God, is this you? Is this not you? I don't know. It's like your mind goes, and it's like the Lord, say, the Lord says, stop second guessing, just trying to, to clarify and make it happen. Just say yes to him, and he will walk you through. I'm just saying there's a new season that God is pouring into you that's going to allow, that is going to leverage that which has happened in the past and the things that you walk through to be able to be leveraged, to be able to give life to people that need it. I see young men. I see young pastors. I see people that are, I see a father and mother's heart to just, to just love on people and to just bring them to like loving people to life. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but I just wanted you to know that there is not even close to done. Not even close to done. Yeah. I'm just saying to you, let me blow on those embers right now. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a person in here today, right now, that you've been struggling for life and death. You've been bombarded by thoughts of death and suicide. And you know, and what's crazy about it, you, you are so mad at yourself and you feel so, uh, so uh, mad, just mad at yourself because you've been a believer for so long, but you've been fighting this private war. And, and it's like you're scared to just humble yourself and just say, I need help. And, it's, and I'm just saying to you that don't let the devil eat your lunch anymore. There's issues of, I mean, because we are his body. We are all in the same boat. We are all not okay. So I want to blow on those embers that even though you feel you're so mad at yourself that you felt like you've messed up so bad, God says, no, come into the light. Let the that which is dark that, that has, is, is killing you be broken and let my life flow through. But it takes courage. It takes humility. 
and it takes the ability to take yourself off your own pedestal of what you think you should be and be admit to where you are at right now. Huh. Huh. There's a young, young lady here that you've been struggling so hardcore right now. There's trauma upon trauma upon trauma and you've been trying to hold it together. And God is saying to you that you don't have to be strong on your own. That I have come to give you life and life abundantly even to where you're at right now. And I just want to say to you that God sees you. You feel like nobody can see you. God sees you. Not You feel like nobody can help, but there's help. You feel like nobody cares, but God still cares. And there's people around you. I'm telling you, there is, I'm just going to say this. There's going to be a release of God's love and compassion in this place that will draw people because people will feel safe. Yeah. And this is what's happening. I know this is the last one here before the summer, and then you do reboot, do what you in the, in, in the fall. But I'm just saying to you that God has is, is caused some things to die so he can make way for the new stuff. Right. And it's coming alive. You're going to see dead things come to life. Yeah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And I just want to just close with this, uh, this last, last part. It's, it's, it's like there's things to do, but how they should be done is, is, is really important. In verse 14 of chapter 12, it says, But bless those who persecute you. Bless, bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Don't be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Don't be conceited. Do not repay evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live in peace with everyone. Do not take revenge my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, he will keep, keep burning coals on his head. Do not overcome evil. Over, don't be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. And I want to say this to you, that this is not, that this society is not a friendly society. There's so many bridges that are burnt. There's so many people. Do you, do you find yourself having to change the way that you talk, depending on the way that you are? Do you find yourself walking on eggshells on every because you don't know how people are going to respond and also you're afraid of being put in a box? Are you being, or, but you also are afraid. You're, you know that you're putting people in a box and instead of bringing you together, separating you? This is something that I just heard. That it's, it says, do, uh, to, with your enemies... It's, it's like uh, to, uh, to give to those in need. Don't, don't, uh, and just to act different. But you will, uh, I just, let me just put it here. Uh, you will destroy your enemies by making them your friends. Huh. And I just, that takes some kind of faith to go through all this stuff to actually love people for who they are, see them for who they are, and be able to let the life of God flow from in you to a dying world. God bless you. Thank you so much. I just, I just, uh, it's been, a, it's just been a pleasure to, to be here. And uh, I know I'd been, I went, went a bit long.
Huh? But I, but I do want to, I just want to tell you that this is, I, 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 have, I, have to, I have to just speak this to you. Because the enemy comes in like, like a flood, but Jesus is wanting to, to raise up a standard. The enemy has come in like a flood into your lives. And he has wanted to raise up a standard. Will you be that standard? Because there are so many people that are needing the love of Christ in this. I mean, not, I'm not just talking about in, outside the church. I'm talking about inside the church. There's, actually, there's more people, Christians outside the church than they are in the church today. So that means that the love of God and all this stuff needs to go beyond the realm of this yeah. into, the, into the realm, into your realm, into your houses, into your, your workplaces. But now, I'm not saying that, oh, yes, let's reach the world. But, you know, it's like, the, it's like we, okay, I heard that before. No. God wants to bring alive what's in you. This compassion, this broken hearts, this, this indifference that God is wanting to break, that needs to be broken. We need to repent. We have chosen the, the path, the easy path. When God is saying, no, the, the people are on the other side of, the, of the, the most crazy places. That's why we need to pray. Yeah. That's why we need him to move. It's not by what we do, it's by what he is doing and what he is, desires to do. And if we get in connection with him, he will do it. Yeah. I said, we've seen it over and over. So God bless you. So I just want to pray if you, could, if you could stand. Wow. Happy summer. Father, in Jesus' name, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for the opportunity to share your word with Life Church. I thank you that there is a river that's in this church that is wanting to, that you are wanting to just burst floor over the, forth over the banks into this community and into the lives, not first of your people, but of those that are outside or in their context. God, I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that you would do that. Whatever has to die, Lord. And if, if you know that as I was speaking, you know there's things that need to die in, in your life that you've been holding on to and you're, and you're ready to release that. I just want you to raise your hand. Come on. Come on. This message is for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, God, that you would kill that which needs to be killed and that you would breathe life on that which you want to breathe life, God, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this, this place. Thank you for Life Church. May you continue, Lord God, to move mightily, God, in the name of Jesus. And we just, I just thank you for this, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. So good. So good. Man, I wonder. Did you hear that word today? Is there something in your life that you know needs to die? Is there something you know that you need to be able to let go of and be free from today? Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And so today we believe that God's presence is here. Did you sense His presence this morning? The presence of God is here to bring freedom and to bring life. And we go back again to what we said at the very beginning, that the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run into him. So as we close today, can we all just sing together, worthy is your name, and then I'm going to pray for you this morning.
Thank you so much, Brian. That was such a great play. Let's sing together. Worthy is your name. Sing it. Worthy is your name, Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name, Jesus. things in our lives that need to be put aside, Lord Jesus, and that there's things that need to come alive in us. And so, Father, this morning we pray and we cry out, come alive. Yes, amen. Oh, Spirit of God, come alive, oh, freedom and life. Come alive, oh, joy in this place, Lord Jesus. Come alive in this place, in our hearts and in our church. And let those things that need to die, let them die, Lord Jesus. We pray for death to depression death to hopelessness, Lord God, death to sickness in Jesus' name. Oh God, death to guilt and shame. And let the life of Jesus fill this place. Let the life of Jesus fill each heart. Father God, meet us right where we are, we pray. And Father, help not one person leave this place the same, but let us all be changed by your presence. We thank you for the work that you're doing today. We thank you for the work that you will do throughout the week. We thank you for the work that you are doing in this place and in each life. And Father, we pray for a fresh outpouring of your Holy Spirit upon each one. Again, we say, Holy Spirit, come. Do the work that you want to do. Say what you need to say and move where you need to move. We thank you for that now. Jesus, mighty name. Jesus, mighty name. service. 